0: listening to our stories the Australian army on operations podcast
1: this is task group Taji rotation 4 a combined force of australian and new zealand military personnel on a training mission here in iraq we're here at the request of the iraqi government as part of operation okra led by joint task force 633 Operation Okra is Australia's contribution in the Middle East region to international coalition efforts against Daesh and their campaign of terrorism. Now, this week, I've come to the hospital at the Taji military complex to meet some of the health personnel who work here. and I'm just going to go through the side door here. Hi. Hello.
2: You work here, obviously, at the hospital. Good morning, yes. Uh, Lieutenant James Manello, I'm one of the nursing officers here, uh, intensive care, and I'm the training officer. Welcome.
1: So tell me a bit more about the people who work here.
2: Yeah, right. So we're run as an ANZAC facility, so we have Australian and New Zealand officers and soldiers who are from all different medical backgrounds. We also work on site with some of the US Army personnel that runs the health facility, and we have some civilian contractors as health professionals too. So we're a really mixed team, but we all work together in the same space and provide really high-level health care despite the fact that we're far from home and we all come from different backgrounds, yeah.
1: Because coming in here, it's pretty busy here today and you've got lots of people milling around.
2: Always so many people around the place. It's um, We obviously provide 24 hour, seven days a week coverage. And then during this time early morning, it's when we've just had our orders group and everybody's on the same page. We do a rundown of tasks for the day. My job being focused on training, I make sure that we have some high quality training ready to go because even though we're deployed, we need to stay ahead of the game and keep on point. So we actually deliver clinical training to our own people as well as looking after patients and going out for other tasks when they're required. So there is always a lot happening here.
1: So by training, you're a nurse.
2: That's right. Yeah. So I'm a registered nurse in South Australia. So I live in Adelaide. My background's in critical care, so emergency intensive care. And then I've also been in the Army Reserve for about 11 years. 11 years next month, actually, uh, in a variety of different roles. Uh, so, yeah, it's been both clinically and military. Um, I've had a lot of different experiences, and being deployed here to Iraq has really been a highlight for me.
1: So we just heard a, a buzzer go off there. Does that mean something's about to happen? No,
2: that means that someone's come in with a, a medical health problem to be seen by one of our medics initially or a nursing officer and then maybe a doctor. So we, we provide what we call sick parade, which is like a GP clinic back home, essentially where uniform members can come in when they need to be seen for a health problem. And that way we have that option 24 7 outside of hours it's normally emergencies that they'll come in for something that can't wait till morning but right now is one of our busiest times for primary health so just like a GP back home we have to obviously keep our people healthy and working because we're here to achieve our mission and work hard at our jobs
1: well I'm looking forward to meeting some of the other people here so I'll catch you later yes. Lieutenant James Bonello thank you very much no
0: problem have a good one Hi there, I'm Captain Andrew Carl, one of the medical officers here, one of the doctors.
1: So what does your job involve?
0: So I'm one of the primary healthcare doctors, which means for most of the presentations that come through here, particularly in this type of environment, a lot of coughs, colds, sore knees, the patients from the task group are seen by our medics, and then often uh, we discuss with the medics and review the patients in order to try and get them back to their full health so they can continue doing their normal job.
1: And you've obviously been a doctor for many years.
0: Yes, I was originally from Sydney before moving up to Darwin, um, and I went through University of Sydney, worked in a couple of larger tertiary hospitals in Sydney to gain a fair bit of experience before joining the military, and then that experience has put me in good stead to do my job over here.
1: So what's the difference between being a doctor in the army and being a doctor in the civilian world?
0: So there's a lot more to think about in terms of trying to maintain the soldiers at their best capability in order to make sure that they can do their job in essentially an austere environment. We don't have the huge amount of facilities that we might do in a big suburban hospital and so we need to rely more so on clinical examination and focused test in order to, to come up with diagnoses to best manage these members.
1: So it sounds like your job can be quite complex.
0: Yes, but I think that's where the challenge comes into it and that's where it's more professionally rewarding. We're not just relying on a machine to come up with a diagnosis, we're using sort of the basic skills that we learnt and then optimise it for this environment to come up with those diagnoses.
1: And I've noticed coming in here today that it's pretty busy. I mean there's lots of people coming and going. Is this typical? Is this the kind of work that you're dealing with on a daily basis?
0: Yes, this is pretty standard. So in addition to our main role is, is obviously very patient focused, but there's a lot of other people involved in making sure we can do our job. And so you'll notice that it is quite busy, particularly on a day like today where there's a lot of other tasks going on. A lot happens sort of behind the scenes and there's a lot of people that come together to make this a smooth environment so that when the patients come through, they're seen and managed in a timely and efficient fashion so they can get back out to do their job.
1: Dr. Andy Cahill, thank you very much.
0: Thanks so much. Cheers.
1: Now, I've just come down the other end of the building here to see who else we've got here today. So tell me about your job. Introduce yourself to us. I'm
3: Captain Larmer. I'm a reservist from Brisbane. Basically, we do similar to a super GP clinic at home. We refer on to specialists if anyone needs that. Uh, We have specialists here, surgery, ICU and intensive care.
1: And tell us a bit about yourself because I do detect an accent there.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I'm actually a a Canadian by birth. I've been in Australia since 1994, At Christmas time. My wife being an Australian citizen, we have a 22-year-old daughter and she's both Australian and Canadian citizen too as well.
1: And you mentioned that you're a reservist and that's something that's standing out quite strongly as I'm wandering around here at the hospital on base is that many of the people who work here are army reservists they're not full-time employees in the australian defense force we're
3: uh, an interesting group because we're medical and to keep our skills up and do them on a daily basis the civilian aspect of it that's what we do every day our units probably got about 150 people and we're all specialists specialist nurses specialist doctors trauma care teams and things like that
1: so being a reservist, then, it's important for maintaining your skills?
3: Yes, very much so. Like, we can walk into, basically, in any situation, and we've done that job, like, yesterday.
1: And for you, coming here to Iraq, what's been the experience for you of a deployment? Being a reservist,
3: we get exposure 21 days a year, and we might go out on an extended exercise for three or four weeks at a time. But this has actually given me the experience on a day-to-day basis for seven months just to see how the other half lives basically.
1: But you'll be going back to your reservist life at the end of the deployment will you? Definitely.
3: I'm on a one-year leave from my work right at the moment. My hospital's been very generous in giving that to me but I come back with skills that I can use in the civilian life too as well.
1: Captain Lama thank you very much for your time. Thank you. Now, I've come to see the most senior person who works here, who's Colonel Sue Winter. So tell us a bit about your
4: role. I'm deployed here as the anaesthetist intensive care specialist, but one of my other jobs is the director of clinical services, which means really I'm the senior doctor. I trained initially as an anaesthetist, but I also have a secretary qualification as an intensive care specialist. So I'm a bit of a jack of all trades, really. Where else have you deployed to? This will mark my age in many ways, but my first deployment was to Rwanda in 1995. I was a whole 30 years old and it was quite an eye-opener. It was a completely different operating environment, but it was a wonderful experience with an amazing group of people, many of whom I'm still really good friends with today. And since then I've deployed to East Timor, Bougainville, the Solomons and Afghanistan. Tell us a bit about your family background. I have a 15-year-old daughter, I have a husband who's in the regular army and I'm an army brat, my dad was in the army too. So I think that the the green skin is well and truly established in our network. Uh, It's an interesting life but
1: it's certainly been an adventure. Colonel Sue Winter, thank you very much. Now I've come to the other end of the hospital complex here to meet the physiotherapist who works here. So introduce yourself to us.
5: My name is Captain Carmen Sampson. I'm the physiotherapist as part of Health Company in Task Group Taji Rotation 4. So I'm currently the uh, sole Australian Defence Force physiotherapist within the Middle East region and we haven't for a number of years now had this role and it's taken some time to analyse statistics and see what type of injury presentations that we've had in the Middle East and in particular on this operation from the primary healthcare team, for example, they're seeing greater than 30% of their presentations are musculoskeletal-based. The physiotherapist is the subject matter expert in musculoskeletal injuries and we provide that enhanced diagnostic tool in order to ensure that we can minimise the onset of any injuries and then maximise that return to their job as well as their physical training in order to have that force multiplying effect.
1: And tell us a bit about yourself because obviously you're very passionate about your job.
5: I love my job. I uh, think I've got the best job in the army and I think that's intrinsically rewarding for me because each day I get to help all of our soldiers out whether it's having a chat with them at the mess and talking about maybe some niggles that they may be having at the gym or with their body armour on, chatting to them, finding out what they're doing as part of their job and then having that direct effect enabling them to do their job as best as they can.
1: Captain Carmen Sampson, physiotherapist with Task Group Taji 4 thank you very much. This is Captain Sharon Maskell-Dare reporting.
0: This podcast is produced by the Australian Army and is copyright the Commonwealth of Australia.